0: Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. You ready? Welcome to yet another edition of the Sick Podcast. Marinero. Arrow with you. You can follow us on all social media platforms, including Overcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and of course, Apple Podcast. A couple of days after the Super Bowl and uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs prevailing over the San Francisco 49ers by a score of 31-20, everyone's asking themselves if the Chiefs won this Super Bowl or if the 49ers lost it. The easy way out is to say... A combination of both, right? The 49ers had a lead. They sat on it. They didn't add to the lead. They made a mistake by not doing so. They changed the way they were playing. The Chiefs came back. They got a little bit of momentum. And the San Francisco 49ers couldn't stop the momentum the Kansas City Chiefs had. So, you know, the easy thing to say is that they both won. I say this. I say if I have to lean between one or the other, I'm going to go with the 49ers, lost more than the Kansas City Chiefs won. This 49ers team going in, what did we talk about? We talked about their defense. One of the best defense in the entire NFL. A bunch of rookies, and Bosa, and Armstead, and Ford, and and all these guys, right? As good as they were, and they were going to bring the pressure to Patrick Mahomes and the San Francisco 49ers. Don't give up a lot of points. The San Francisco 49ers play close games. The San Francisco 49ers end up winning those close games. We talked about it being offense versus defense. Well, the San Francisco 49ers team and their defense, they held the Kansas City Chiefs at bay for three quarters. If you can do it for three quarters, you should be able to do it for four quarters. After Patrick Mahomes got picked for the second time of the day, a couple of minutes into the fourth quarter, I don't know about you, but watching the game, I said, this one's over. And I should have known better because Patrick Mahomes, over the past two weeks, if there's one thing that he did, was take a team that was trailing, bring them back into the game, end up taking the lead, and close the game. So I should have known better than to doubt Mahomes. And I'm not saying I doubted him. But I had so much confidence in the 49ers defense that I thought 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, this game's over. You take a look at what they were doing. Going into the game, there was a stat which was at the advantage of the San Francisco 49ers. What was that stat? It was the Kansas City Chiefs against a run with an I-formation. Against a run with an I-formation, they'd given up a ton of yards, one of the worst teams in the entire NFL. So you take that and you say, all right, you know what? That's where we're going to exploit them. And they had different running plays for three quarters where it wasn't just handing the ball off to mustard. It was reverse plays. It was different run patterns that they were running. And the Chiefs were rattled. They were, they were confused. They didn't know what was going on. It worked against them. It worked big time. At one point, they stopped doing it. Jimmy G did what he could for his team for three quarters. They were pushing their luck to ask him to try and do it for four quarters. They were pushing their luck. They had to continue to do, and you hear this all the time in sports, and I don't know why, but teams get away from it. All the time, you you hear that teams should do continue to do what brings them success. The 49ers did something in the first quarter brought them success. They did something in the second quarter, brought them success. They did the same thing in the third quarter, brought them success. They get to the fourth quarter, what happens? Oh, the Sanford, the, the Kansas City Chiefs already know that we're going to run the ball, so now we're going to try and confuse them, and we're going to pass the ball instead. Now we're going to try and confuse them, and we're going to try and go downfield instead. Now we're going to try and confuse them, and if we don't get the first down it's okay because our defense is not going to lose the game with a 10 point lead it's it's a crazy way of thinking it's a crazy way of thinking i don't get it i don't i don't get the logic of you, something's working for 3 quarters and you yourself change it because you think the other team is now expecting it so you want to surprise them in the end the ones that got surprised were the san francisco 49ers Here's the deal. Shanahan was guilty of one thing. We talked about the coaching matchup going into the game, right? Shanahan for the 49ers, Andy Reid for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was Reid's offense versus Shanahan's defense, even though Shanahan is known for being an offensive mind before being the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. He was an offensive coordinator with three or four different teams. Recently, it was with the Atlanta Falcons, the team that led the New England Patriots 28-3 to in the Super Bowl and saw that lead evaporate. Shanahan did something during the Super Bowl. He was guilty of it. And you want to know what he was guilty of? Overcoaching. Crunch time, some coaches are able to stick with the plan. Crunch time, some coaches are able to adjust. Some coaches are able to adapt. And some coaches, they overcoach. They overthink. Shanahan was overthinking. Shanahan was overcoaching. That's the one thing that happened. So I'm going to lean with more of the 49ers lost the game than the Chiefs won the game. Hey, look, put it this way. If I would have told you before the game that Patrick Mahomes would go 26 of 42, he'd have 286 yards, he'd have two touchdowns, a running T D, he get picked off twice. So on Mahomes' arm and Mahomes running, there's three touchdowns. That's twenty-one points. And maybe you get three here and three there from a field goal, you're at twenty-seven. But if I would have told you before the game that Pat Mahomes would go twenty-six of forty-two, two hundred and eighty-six yards. He would get intercepted twice and would only throw for two touchdowns. What would you tell me? You know what you would tell me? You would tell me that in that scenario, you would think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. That's what you would tell me. So I'm going to stick with this. The 49ers lost the game, more so than the Kansas City Chiefs won the game. Now, in terms of Mahomes, the big question now is, was he great, was he average, or was he lucky? And um, those who are convinced of Mahomes going into the game because of the season that he had last year, the fact that he was a Pro Bowl football player, Pro Bowl this year, uh, he led the league in touchdowns a year ago, he led the league in yardage and all that stuff. Those who saw that are will say, okay, you know what? He led his team back. He was great. He was the MVP. He deserved it. Others will just look at the stats. They'll look at the stats and they'll say, 286. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, one running touchdown. Ah, he's average because Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes has the ability, of course, to go 100 yards more than that if he wanted to. Pat Mahomes has the ability to throw for four touchdowns. So some will say he was average. Others will say that in a moment of desperation in the fourth quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs went no huddle, Mahomes was throwing it downfield. And there were a couple of great receptions from his wide receiver and his tight end. And some of them, the players had to come back for the ball. They were underthrown. throne. Some will say he was lucky. I say this. I say, you got to be lucky to be good. And Mahomes' greatness is one of the reasons why He was lucky because you got to be lucky to be good and you got to be good to be lucky. He's accustomed to, he's, he's, he's made us used to so many great performances that some will call it average. But here's the greatness of this quarterback and I want you to think about this one, right? He has the ability in five or six minutes to win a football game or to put up 21 points in less than six minutes. He has that ability. How many guys in the NFL have the ability to put up 21 points in less than six minutes? Okay. Alex Ovechkin in hockey this week scored three goals in under five minutes. Alex Ovechkin's a superstar. He's cut from a different cloth. Right? Right? He's on the cusp of 700 goals. The record's 894. Some people believe he can beat it. He's a phenom hockey player, right? Kawhi Leonard can go on a run and put up 15 unanswered points, 20 unanswered points. Zion Williamson did it a couple of weeks ago. He put up the 17 consecutive points or whatever it was for his team, the Pelicans. Guys that are cut from a different cloth, whether young or older, this is what they do. Pat Mahomes was average, but he's so great that luck was on his side. He was a little lucky to be as great as he was. But how many quarterbacks can take a team down, score, and get in the other team's head, even though the other team is winning, come back and score again, and get in their head again, Where all of a sudden the other team is rattled, their defense is rattled, their coach is rattled, their team is rattled, and nobody on the other side knows what to do to stop that Mahomes momentum. That's what he has. Once he got his team back in the game and he said, you know what, I'll carry you, and he flicked the switch, or he put it in fifth gear, no one else was able to follow but some of his teammates. So, look, I think the easy thing to do was to give it to Mahomes, who threw for two touchdowns, had a rushing TD himself. He's the face of the NFL. He's the poster boy of the NFL. And, I, and, I, and I've said this in the past, and I'm going to say it again. I need you to think about this. Who have we talked about in pro sports in North America for the last 15 to 20 years? Who have we talked about? Tiger Woods and LeBron James. Tiger Woods, 44 years old. LeBron James, 35. Does Tiger still have a major in him? Yeah, maybe. Does LeBron James still have an NBA championship in him? Yeah, maybe. As we speak, the Los Angeles Lakers are a top two team in the NBA, the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. So I could see LeBron winning a championship this year. I could see Tiger Woods winning. Winning a championship or winning a major this year. I can see it happen. But don't forget their age. LeBron, yeah, he's a beast. He's, he has longevity. He still has years left. But think about the next 10 years. Pat Mahomes is 24 years old. The next 10 years brings him to 34 years old. Pat Mahomes is the face. Who else is the face of the NFL? Lamar Jackson is amazing. I love him. I think he's the most exciting player in the NFL. I think Pat Mahomes has raised an argument here in the past two years that Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But Lamar Jackson is the most entertaining. But take a look at the way he dresses. Take a look at the way he talks. Take a look at the way he walks. Take a look at him in interviews. And with all due respect, right, Pat Mahomes has the million-dollar smile. He's got the million-dollar look. He's got the million-dollar hair. He's he's the million-dollar interview. He checks all the boxes. Pat Mahomes is not only going to be the face of the NFL in the next 10 years, and by the way, he scrambles and he runs less than Lamar Jackson. He's got a better arm. He's not as good a runner, but he's very good. But the fact that Lamar Jackson runs as much as he does, at one point, they're going to start catching up to him. At one point, they're going to take out his ankles. Once, twice, five times, ten times. Might require ankle surgery once, twice. Might bust the knee. Might require leg sur- knee surgery. And then all of a sudden he's no longer the same. Pat Mahomes will scramble if he has to scramble and not because he wants to scramble all the time. He doesn't overdo it. He's much more composed in the way he plays and selective in his runs and in his passes. So Mahomes has more longevity than Lamar Jackson. And I'm, I'm Mahomes is the poster boy for pro sports in North America for the next 10 years. For the next 10 years. All right, so now let's take a look at the losing team. Jimmy G went 20 of 31. Ironically, that's the way the game ended, right? 31 20. 219 yards, one touchdown, uh, passing, two interceptions. He was good for three quarters. Then in the fourth quarter, he didn't have it going on. So now, a lot of people are looking at the San Francisco 49ers saying, if Jimmy G wasn't their quarterback, the 49ers, even though Shanahan changed the way, changed, you know, he changed strategy and he blew it, but what if Tom Brady was quarterback in the San Francisco 49ers? Been there before, wanted before. I mean, Jimmy G's got two rings, don't get me wrong, but he got them backing up Tom Brady. Tom Brady might stay in New England, might be looking for a team. There's a lot of talk that has them linked to Oakland, to the LA Chargers, to the Tennessee Titans. You can scratch Dallas off the board because it looks like they're on the verge of of tagging Dak Prescott. So now people are asking themselves, would a Jimmy G trade for Tom Brady? Would it make sense? Now think about it for a second. A couple of years ago or several years ago when Jimmy G was traded, the talk out of New England is that Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy G and trade Tom Brady because of the difference in age. He wanted a quarterback who can give him many more years. Robert Kraft intervened. The owner of the Patriots said, no, no, no. you're not going to do this. There's no way I'm trading Tom Brady. But how about if they make the swap now? Several years later, Brady was still able to win a couple of Super Bowls since then. Jimmy G was not able to win it. If you take Tom Brady and you put him with the San Francisco 49ers for a year or two, do they win the Super Bowl? If you take Jimmy G and you put him back with the New England Patriots, a system that he knows well, he was in it, a coach that he knows well, players that he knows well, can he lead them to the promised land going forward? It's not a a crazy idea. It's not. As a matter of fact, I think it makes sense. But what makes the most sense for Tom Brady? What makes the most sense for Tom Brady is that he returns to the New England Patriots, the team that he's been with, with for the longest time, the team that he's won six championships with, to work alongside the coach that he's won those championships with, who had a losing record before Tom Brady joined the New England Patriots and now is going to go back as arguably the greatest coach in the history of football. What makes the most sense in all of this is Brady returns to the Patriots. But if he doesn't return, what does that tell you? You know what it tells me? It tells me that he wants to prove for all those people who say that Brady needs Belichick as much as Belichick needs Brady. He wants to prove to them that although it was nice with Belichick, he can be coached by anybody and win a champion. When you have, when you've done what Tom Brady has done, six championships, arguably the greatest quarterback in football history, right? Do you need to do anything to cement your legacy? Not really, But there will always be one or two people who will say, ah, yeah, he had the right coach, he had the right team, and you know what, guess what, they cheated on that team every now and then. But if he goes somewhere else, you won't have to ask yourself why he's going. So now, if he goes somewhere else, I'm thinking about it, and for me, the two places that make the most sense is Tennessee, so that he can get reunited with Grable. They know each other well. And San Francisco... Because he's going to have a great defense, and he won't even have to put up a lot of points, and they'll be able to win the football game anyway. All he's going to have to do is not lose the game, which Jimmy G did a little bit. And Shanahan did even more than that, and the team did even more than that. That's the way I see it. Marinaro, yet another edition of the Sick Podcast. To all your friends. Where can you find us? You can download us. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We'll talk to you soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next week. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.